And those words, I have chosen to do this and chosen to feel great about it, will change your life. This is way more than positive thinking. It is collaborating with your mind. So look at your behavior. And if you haven't got what you want, you're not communicating properly with your mind. That's Marissa Peer. And this is the Depression Detox Show. Here we go. Welcome back to the Depression Detox Show, where we share ideas and stories to change your relationship with depression. I'm your host, Malik Josephs. As we wrap up our topic of the week, which is all about the mind, we have one of the top experts back on the show to share four important ways to get what we want by collaborating with our mind. Here's Marissa Peer. Enjoy. Today is about collaboration, and I'm going to talk to you about what I think is the most important collaboration you will ever get, and that is the collaboration between you and your mind. When you can collaborate with your mind and tell it what you want, you will get what you want. Now, I'm very lucky that I've been voted Britain's best therapist several times, and I'm in the Tatler Guide to the best of the best. And people say to me, but you know, the brain, that's really complex and complicated and takes years to understand. Actually, that's not true. What I believe is you need to know four things about your mind. And if you put these four things into practice, you will have success across the board at every level. So let me tell you what these four things are about your mind. So let's start with one. Your mind does what it really thinks you want it to do. It's always acting in your own interests. And your mind listens all the time to your language. It works out what you're doing and feeling by the words you're using. So if you say, these exams are killing me, I'm dying under this paperwork, my boss is a nightmare, I'm overwhelmed, I can't cope with the stress. When you say I'm dying under the pressure, this workload is killing me, you are telling your mind you don't want to do it. And if your mind thinks you don't want to do it, guess what? It will encourage you to procrastinate, bunk off, and not apply yourself. Your mind is so very, very specific to the words you use that if you say, I'd love a week off in bed, I'm overwhelmed with this stress, I just wish I could have a week off at home lounging around, your mind goes, there you go, I've given you the flu. Didn't you ask for that? You said you wanted a week off in bed and I've given you the flu, there's your week off. If you say, I'm dreading having to give that presentation next Wednesday, I'd do anything to get out of it, your mind's like, okay, why don't I wake you up with a migraine or an upset stomach? There's your get out of the presentation behavior. And that sounds a little silly, but that is how your mind works. It does what it thinks you want. If you haven't got what you want, it's because you use work. This is too hard, it's too difficult, it takes all my time. When I wrote my first book, I was only in my 20s. And when I got a book deal, I kind of knew that that involved 
isolating myself and writing, and I, I didn't want to do it. And I spent a long time procrastinating until I realised I had to say, I want to write, I've chosen to write, I've chosen to feel great about it. And those words, I have chosen to do this and chosen to feel great about it, will change your life. This is way more than positive thinking, it is collaborating with your mind. So look at your behaviour, and if you haven't got what you want, you're not communicating properly with your mind. And I learned this when I worked with Premier footballers and Marines. I was doing a television show with some Marines and I was watching them running in pitch black with little miners' lights on their head. It was raining sideways, it was muddy, and they were singing. And of course, when you sing, your mind's like, okay, it's pouring with rain, it's dark, it's freezing cold, you're running up a hill with a big pack on your back and you're singing. Oh, I get it, you like this. Imagine if you were to run a marathon and you started by going, okay, 24 miles to go. Oh, I hate this. Oh, it's so boring. Oh, it's so hard. Oh, it's so difficult. You're not going to finish it. You have to go, I love it. I love it. I love it. Even when it isn't true. So that is how you collaborate with your mind. You must tell it using very specific, very detailed, very precise words, what you want. And when you're doing it, you say, I want this. I've chosen this. I like this. And you must link pleasure because here's step two, your mind will always move you towards pleasure and away from pain. If you eat something that makes you sick and you link pain to it, you can never eat that again for the rest of your life. You are hardwired to avoid pain. But if you link pain to studying, speaking in public, being uh, somewhere you're getting attention, that's very, very difficult. And you can choose every day what is pain and pleasure. You're the only person that can do that. You can't put a cat in jacuzzi and go, isn't this cool, the bubbles, the heat? They don't like water, but you can choose. And I have some clients who link pleasure to pain and some who link pain to pleasure. And I learned this when I worked with drug addicts and not just street drug addicts, people right at the top of their game, Hollywood actors, movie stars, models who would link absolute pleasure to sticking a needle in their body because they would get high. And to them, that pain was pleasure. I have other clients who've been given a first class trip and they go, oh, I'm not gonna go because I think the plane's gonna blow up. So they link pain to pleasure. So a couple of years ago, I broke my arm. And when they took the cast off, it was up here. And they're like, oh, and I said, okay, how do I get it straight? And they went, we can't actually get it straight. You know, you can have some physio, it might drop another inch. And I'm like, no, no, you don't understand. I do yoga, I can't do the downward dog with my arm like that. I can't do the warrior with an arm like that. I must have my arm straight. And they're like, well, we can break it under surgery, but it might not work and it might make it worse. So. I don't do no, I want a straight arm. So I found the best physio and I said, can you straighten my arm? And he said, oh yes, but it will really, really hurt and it will take a lot of commitment. You've got to come in twice a week and I've got to break all the little capillaries. So I knew it was going to hurt, but I know how to collaborate with my brain. So I went along and I kept saying to my brain, I want it, I want it. I have chosen to have a straight arm. I can take the pain, I want the pain. And I was singing this song by the Black Eyed Peas called Let's Do It, Let's Do It, Let's Get This Started. And so when he started to pull my arm, he wasn't kidding when he said it hurt. And of course, when someone's hurting you, your instinct is to pull back. And I couldn't do that, I had to pull forwards. But I'm always singing this song, telling my mind I want it, and I got my arm completely straight. And at the end, he said, I don't know how you did that, because most people give up halfway. I said, no, I told my brain I wanted it. That's what I did. I kept saying I want it. I linked pain to not getting it and pleasure to the pain, if you like. And that's very important. So if ever you've had to read in class 
and you've got the word wrong and everyone's laughed at you and you think, right, that's it, I'm never going to speak in public again. I'm never going to be the focus of attention again. Of course you forget, 10 years later, you're about to give a speech or give a presentation or chair a meeting and you'll have a panic attack because your mind's like, oh, no, 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 no. Speaking in public is pain, don't you remember? And you have got to change that. So you have got to tell your mind exactly what you want and you've got to link pleasure, not pain, to doing the things that are hard. And the third thing about the brain is that it responds only to two things, the pictures you make in your head and the words you say to yourself. That's all there is. So if you were on a flight going to L.A., and you were sitting right next to him on the same flight, and your pictures are going to L.A., great beaches, great people, fantastic weather places to go, you're having one experience. If you're saying, do you know, this plane sounds really funny, and that guy looks very suspicious, I think he's a terrorist, I think he's going to blow up the plane, you're having a totally different experience because of two things, the pictures you make in your head and the words you say to yourself. And when you collaborate with your brain, you must change those pictures and you must change those words. So I worked with um, a footballer who came from nowhere. He was playing for not any division team and he went straight into the Premier League and he wasn't very tall. And he said, you know, I, I feel daunted because I'm not tall. And I said, okay, so imagine you're Maradona. Do you think Maradona says that when he goes on the pitch? I don't feel tall enough. Of course he doesn't. Do you think Michael Owen does that? You have to change your thinking and change your words because the pictures you make in your head and the words you say to yourself will change everything. That's all you have to do. So let me show you. Just put your arm out in front of you. And I want you to imagine in your hand you are holding half of a big fat, juicy lemon, a big fat lemon. Close your eyes and please keep your eyes closed. And I want you to imagine, bring the, bring the lemon up to your mouth. You can squeeze it and you can feel that wonderful lemon feeling and you can inhale and you can smell that great lemon. So now open your mouth and take a massive bite. Bite this lemon in half and chew that around and start to chew it. And you'll find immediately you're pumping out masses of saliva to a thought, you can open it and there's no lemon. But you see two things. The picture you made in your head was a lemon. The words you made were, I'm eating a lemon. You weren't eating a lemon. Your body doesn't care if what you tell it is right or wrong, good or bad, helpful or unhelpful. You respond only to those words and images. So the fourth thing about your mind is that it loves what is familiar and it will go for what is familiar. And if what is familiar is procrastinating, messing about, not applying yourself, feeling uncomfortable in public and not believing in yourself, you have got to make that completely unfamiliar. And what you have to make that is unfamiliar is familiar. Working hard, believing in yourself, putting in the hours, deciding to love it. So when Roger Bannister wanted to run a mile in under four minutes and no one had done that he did these four things he told himself i want to do that i want to make it happen he linked massive pleasure to doing that he saw constantly his body going through the tape at 239 seconds and he made it familiar because he did run a mile in under four minutes and that same year eight more people did it the following year 57 people did exactly the same thing so he made what was unfamiliar, familiar. When Mark Spitz won seven Olympic gold medals for swimming before most of you were even born, he was a hero. That was amazing that he did that. And now his speeds aren't even that special. 
because your potential expands as you move towards it. So if you want to have the most fantastic collaboration with yourself, you've got to remember these four things. Tell your mind what you want. Link massive pleasure to going there and pain to not going there so you can motivate your mind and use very detailed words. Change the pictures, change the words and make the familiar unfamiliar and the unfamiliar familiar. Big thanks to Marissa Peer for stopping by. We also had Marissa on a previous episode. That episode is one of my top episodes so far. A lot of people really resonated with that talk. So you can go back and check out episode 18 if you like. And you can connect with Marissa by visiting her website, marissapeer.com. That's P-E-E-R.com. You can follow her on Instagram at Therapy. And check out her latest book entitled, I Am Enough, Mark Your Mirror, and Change Your Life. A link to the entire clip, along with links to connect with Marissa, will all be in the show description. And when you get a chance, please follow the show on Spotify podcast, share it on your social media, or subscribe on your favorite podcast player app. I hope you all have an amazing weekend, and I will see you back here Monday, where we'll have a new topic some great talks, and some amazing speakers. So, until then, stay strong.